It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. 807 on a Saturday morning. This is Lawn and Garden. I'm Walter Reeves with Georgia Gardner, along with Ashton Ritchie from the Scotts Company. We're here answering your questions as best we can, as fast as we can, about lawns, about gardens, about anything that might be on your mind about your landscape. And the first thing to take care of, Ashton, is we had a caller earlier who wanted to know about seeding her Bermuda lawn. She seems to have bought yes. excess of Bermuda seed. But we found that the rate for seeding Bermuda is around a pound to two pounds per thousand. A pound to two pounds per thousand. That's about so, right. So for a 5,000 square foot lawn, you'd need uh, uh, probably between five and 10 pounds. Yeah. And most of the packages of Bermuda grass seed that you buy will have a spreader setting on them that will tell you uh, how to get the right coverage so that you're not putting down too much seed, as you said. Yeah. Putting down too much seed, it's, it's, uh, they're going to be competing with each other yeah. and not, not thrive. And, you know, Ashton, it's my observation that there are a lot, and I think the lady we were talking to, when I said, how big is your lawn, she hesitated. There was a large— It's average. It's it, an average. average. A cornered lot, <laughs> like that, average. you got to know how big it is. And, and you feet. don't have to be exact, but, no. it, you know, uh, square footage is determined by the length times the width. So, yeah. you know, you the way I used to do it was I would just pace it off, uh, knowing that each one of my steps was about three feet. Yeah. And uh, however many steps I went uh, on the, on the side, and then however many steps I went on the back, multiply them together. Multiply them together. Square, number of square feet. There's a big difference between two thousand and 10, a half 000. acre is about twenty two thousand square right. feet, and an acre is about forty four thousand square feet. So when people say, a lot of times they'll say, "I've got a quarter acre lot." Yeah. So that's about eleven thousand square feet, and by the time you take the house and the driveway and the garage off, uh, you probably got about Eight thousand square feet, maybe Something like that. Sounds about right. that's close enough. Close enough for government work. We both work right. for the government in our lives, and so we know how close that has to be. Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty is the number. And by the way, we're also celebrating World Naked Gardening Day. Yes, we are. Suggestions of what not to do on World Naked Gardening Day. Suggestions what not to do? Not doing on World oh, Naked Oh, and Gardening. this is the fifteenth annual World Naked Indeed Gardening Day. So, so, so they've learned. So people have learned, and they've determined what not to do. Um, I would say probably uh, if you need to repot your uh, cactus, maybe wait till tomorrow. <laughs> Good idea. Tomorrow, get a little bit of clothing. Tomorrow, of course, is World Pajama Gardening Day. If you want to wear your pajamas outdoors, fine. That's I'm going to have to go buy some pajamas. I don't own any pajamas. Well, we won't get into you won't, that. You have, you have nothing to say about Planting that. roses today, probably not the greatest idea. Pruning, yes. Buff beauty, though. Buff beauty rose might be one you could plant for being buff. Of course, naked ladies, another bull that you can plant. Naked ladies. Yes. Uh, you know, that that is – what a great plant. And I remember my, my <laughs> wife was hauling the kids around to soccer, and, yeah. and she – my wife being the gardener, she yelled out, look at those naked ladies over there, yeah. and the kids in the back seat, where, where, where? Mom. They were going crazy. <laughs> they are there. Again, if you have uh, ways that you celebrate World Naked Gardening Day, I have an email address that you can find on my website. Please, nothing too unsuitable for work. 404-872-0750 is the number on Lawn and Garden. Sarah is in Conyers, and Sarah joins us on Lawn and Garden. What do you see on your plum you, Sarah? I see when I lift the leaf, 
leaves up, the bottom of them, are totally white. Ah, Looks like somebody took a tube of Elmer's glue and just made a straight line of little eighth-inch glue marks all over it. What a beautiful description. You've done it perfectly described, and I know exactly what you have, Sarah, because I had the same thing. That's why well, I, I say don't sometimes, want it. Will you take it back? No, I won't. I'll well, tell you how I got rid of it, though. All right. <clears throat> I used the Bayer Tree and Shrub, the um, um chemical, and uh-huh. the, it's a systemic chemical. And because the plum yew does not have any flowers that are attracted to bees and butterflies and things like that, I had no problem in using this drench. And you mix it up, you drench it on the ground around the plum yew and the scale. That's what you have is plum yew scale. And they suck the sap a little bit too much, and oh, they're dead. Too bad, so sad. And Sarah and Walter are both very happy to let their, let their plum you be, be healthy once again. So the Bayer uh, liquid goes on the yeah. ground, not on yeah. the shrub itself. Follow the label. Uh, Bayer tree and shrub is the stuff I use. Yeah. Okay, and it. Is my plant going to be harmed for all of this? I was noticing how nice it? mine looked yesterday, and I thought, wow, for having all that scale on it two years ago, you look pretty darn good today. Good so news. it'll be fine. All right. Thanks a bunch. You bet, Sarah. Thanks for calling. 404. Well, I'm not going to give you the phone number because we've got eight lines full here. Let's go to Otto in Buford, Georgia. Otto, good Hi, morning. Walter. Good morning. Hi, man. How are you doing? Good. I'm doing good. Hey, I've... Uh, just recently wanted to start doing my own lawn, you know, spraying it and, you know, taking care of weeds. Sure. And I've been a bad boy where I didn't, uh, I didn't put down a pre-emergent this year. Okay. So now I got this thing called Poana that is doing pretty good. <laughs> it is. Happy, it's happy, happy. Good. Yeah. And I know that after the pre-emergent, it's hard to get rid of. So I'm going to have my lawn aerated in the next couple of days. But what could I use to kind of uh, curb the polenta anyway? Now, I've got fescue in the back, and I've got Bermuda in the front. Uh, well, polenta is a winter annual, so it germinates in the fall, lives during the winter, and then dies with uh-huh. the hot weather. So it's going to pretty much start to fade out on you as we as the weather yeah. starts to get hot. 80 degrees some day tomorrow. It's, it's in fact, it's fading. starting to probably look pretty yellow right now. And, that, mm-hmm. and this is when people see it because the seed heads are so obvious. Uh, right. But just mark your calendar and put down your pre-emergent uh, Labor Day weekend next, uh, this, uh, you know, first, first of September. And uh-huh. it's not going to be 100% effective, but it, it, it'll knock it back quite a bit. And if you're persistent every year. Every year and doing that. Right, I realize that. Most of now, it. In, the, in the springtime, the pre-emergent, that wouldn't do anything for polenta. No, that's going to be, for, that's preventing crabgrass in the, the summer annual. So you got weeds that, are, that uh, germinate in the spring, live in the summer, die with the frost. They're the summer annuals. And then you have okay. the winter annuals that germinate in the fall, live during the colder weather, and die with the hotter weather uh, that you get in uh, this time of year. Okay. All so, right. Well, thank you. I know one more thing. If you want to go yeah. to my website, you can get a calendar there of the care tasks that you ought to accomplish every month of the year for Bermuda and for fescue for all the other grasses as well. I, I did, and that's right. very very helpful. If you've got plus, that, then uh, I want to be sure you have it and refer to that. Yep. Ashley has hers tacked to the garage uh, wall at her house, so you can tack yours up where it's uh, easy to see and follow the suggestions I have there on how to care for the grasses every every month of the year. 
We go to the phone again with uh, Phyllis in Lawrenceville. Hey, Phyllis. Good hey, morning. Hey, Walter. Hey. This has happened every year. I have a pin oak tree, just beautiful, and it gets uh, these caterpillars on it, and they eat the leaves, and then they go on to another branch and eat the leaves, and I want to know what to do to prevent that from happening. When you see these creatures, Phyllis, I want to be positive that they are indeed caterpillars before I tell you what to do about it, because it's a little early now to have caterpillars well, out. Well, they don't have them yet. This okay. is, uh, I don't. I just want to prevent them from happening. The caterpillars that come in the fall, that's sort of why I was asking what you have, because the caterpillars that come in the late summer and fall, the oak caterpillars are very, very hungry. They eat a lot of leaves on pin oak. Yeah. And I guess the way to control them is to spray with the the BT, the Bacillus thuringiensis, or caterpillar killers, one brand name, and use the caterpillar killer in hmm, July. I guess ash should be about right to prevent. You start to see the droppings on the on the ground because uh, you're going to have to if you're going to spray it. It's yeah, gonna, it has to be there. Yeah, if you if you wanted to do a systemic approach, like you mentioned earlier, for you could for, use the for, for the person with the sure. scale, you would do a drench. Uh, uh, well, now, do I spray? One year I tried uh, spraying, and I sprayed all around the tree, and it seemed to get rid of that, but I haven't been able. And do I spray the, uh, the tree? Because the tree is very, very large. I think the, I think the drench probably around the base yeah, would be the – around the drip zone – uh uh-huh. would be the best way to do that. Yeah, the drench, again, is bare tree and shrub, and it's a systemic insecticide. And you put it on the ground, the roots pull it up and make the sap poisonous to anything that eats the leaves and uh, sap of the tree. And uh, one of the things to remember on it is follow the label directions for the size tree you have. You have to measure the size of the trunk of the tree and then mix up the concentration that it says on the label. So be sure you follow that because you want to have enough of the insecticide on the root zone of the tree to be absorbed and get up into the leaves to make the caterpillars go away. And since it's not flowering, uh, you don't have to worry about it. Don't worry about the bees and butterflies. butterflies. All right. It's 818 at News Talk WSB. We'll be back to more Lawn and Garden after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves and the lawn and garden advice you need. Music is a world within itself with a language we all Quick weather update brought to you by Finley Roofing. Chances of thunderstorms this afternoon, possibly beginning around 10 or 11 o'clock this morning. I have 82 degrees today, low of 65. Tomorrow, scattered showers, high of 80, low of 58. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Joe has been waiting patiently, and finally he's on the air. Hey, Joe, good morning. Good morning. Thank you, Walter. You bet, Joe. I thought you'd enjoy your show. I thought you'd fallen asleep there for a minute, Joe, but <laughs> go ahead with your question. 
uh, uh, question on my oak wheat, uh, oak leaf hydrangeas. Uh, I got uh, a few things that are overgrown by my garage here, and I'm going to prune them back. But sure. uh, oak leaves, one of them is probably at least uh, 10, 12. Anyway, I need to cut it way back. It's overgrown. Yeah. Can I do that now, and how much? Um, You're going to remove a lot of blooms if you do. So the best time to do it is after they flower. If you've got to do it now because it's just in the way you can't delay anymore, cutting individual branches but leaving some whole without any cuts done to them will give you some flowers on them. And the ones you remove, well, obviously, they're not going to bloom there. But um, wait till after they bloom if you possibly can. If you can't, then we just uh, prove what you have to, leaving some untouched. And they have bloomed once. Will they bloom again? or Already bloomed now. I think I'm right. They had fly. I believe they had flowers on. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, look again. I don't believe their oak leaves are blooming yet, Joe. Oh, okay. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Well, get to it this afternoon before the rain or during the rain, one or the other. You should have time to get all that done. I think Sherry's in a way so terribly long. With another question about pruning. Let's get Sherry oh. in here real quickly as well. Hey, Sherry. Hey. Good morning. Hey, how are you? It's fine. Thank you. Great. I have a. Um, plant that's about two years old. It's a feeling sunny dwarf deodor cedar. Oh yeah, it's a great plant. Yeah, it's it, but it's it's growing kind of crazy, and I feel like one. I noticed that one of the uh, limbs coming out is kind of almost acting like a second trunk. Oh man. Um, am I allowed to, or can I prune this tree and bush? The law says you have to, as a matter of fact, Sherry, because if you don't, you will get what's called a co-dominant trunk. And co-dominant trunk means two trunks coming out of the same yes, plant. Yes. And it's not good because one of them eventually is going to fall out, crack out, or be a bad thing for that side of the tree. And so you're better off to either shorten it or remove it, depending on sort of how it how it attaches and how big it is right now. And that's not for me to decide. but. If you can look at it, sort of get an idea of how much growth you get on that second one and either shorten it by half or remove it completely if it looks like that's the best thing to do, that's what you need to do. Don't let a okay. coat on a trunk develop. Yes. So if I, but, um, it feels like it's, well, I feel like it's going to leave a hole. Yeah. It will it fill in? Somewhat. And that's why I said possibly shortening it by half may be what you want to do rather than rather than removing the whole thing. Removing the whole okay. thing, like you say, is going to make a big hole in the side. You don't want that so much. But maybe half would give you enough uh, new growth around that hole to fill in pretty quickly over a couple of year period. Might do that. Okay. Okay. And if the if the branches are are Am I allowed to shorten each of the branches if I want to prune it that way, or is that bad for the tree? I love the part about really... allowed, Sherry. Yes, you are allowed <laughs> to do that. I will allow it. Ashley will allow it. We'll all allow it. Uh, if you need to, that's fine to shorten the branches a little bit. Don't be cutting back into the brown dead part of the plant because they don't re-sprout all that well. But the tips, if you need to shorten by a little bit, leaving some greenery around it after you do your cut, then that's fine. Thanks for calling, Sherry. we got to go. It's 828 at News Talk WSB. Mickey Gasaway. Hopefully Mickey is celebrating World Naked Gardening herself today. I hope she is anyway. We'll check in with Mickey Gasaway at 835. We'll be back to more Lawn and Garden after news. 
It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It is 8.36 on a Saturday morning. This is Lawn and Garden. I'm Walter Reeves, the Georgia Gardener, here to help you be more successful wherever you are and whatever you're trying to do in your landscape. Our number is 404-872-0750. That's the number that our friend Mickey Gasway from Pike Nursery called us a few minutes ago, and here she is on the air. Hey, Mickey. Mickey good, good morning. morning. How are you? Ashley and I both want to know, are you once again celebrating World Naked Gardening Day under your clothes? Well, yeah, I, I got a. Uh, I went to the tanning bed yesterday. So. Oh my gosh! <laughs> She's ready no, to I'm, go. Uh, not really. I just made that up. No. Um, I got nothing. I'm. I'm not saying a word. I'm doing pajamas. You tell me I could just wear pajamas. So you can't wear pajamas. Bed. That's tomorrow. That's tomorrow. Oh, is that tomorrow? Oh, I thought yeah. that was today. I thought no. that was instead of. Okay. You can right, wear well. the ones with feet on the footsie pajamas. You can wear the <laughs> nightgown. You can wear the ones with your, you know, your husband's old okay, t-shirt. Any of that. Whatever you want. <laughs> we won't tell any secrets, so. though. No, 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 no. But it's not a secret, though. We have a pike pick of the weekend. What is the pike pick this weekend, Mickey? It's Lantana. Oh, that's a great plant. For yes, butterflies, it, it wasn't Butterfly Day yesterday? And, or the whole this weekend? This is Butterfly Weekend. Oh. This is Butterfly Weekend. So we have at, um, at all the stores, we're going to do a butterfly talk uh-huh. this morning at 10 o'clock. And Lantana will be the prize there, or be the guest, this great oh, guest yeah. there, because Lantana brings in butterflies. Even to nurseries sometimes, you see the butterflies mm-hmm. searching down the aisles at a pike nursery saying, where are the Lantana? Where do we want to go to get that? That's Absolutely. That's favorite part. It's a yeah. great plant. And what kinds do we have, Mickey? We've got the big ones, the little uh, ones, too? We've got a million different kinds. We've got the three that we tout as being... Um, Perennial, the ones that are, of course, they're all perennial if you live in South Florida, but here, the ones we say are Marianne, Miss Huff, and uh, Chapel Hill Yellow. So Marianne is colors. the middle size one. The, uh, Ch- the Miss Huff is the big one that gets bigger every year, and it's yellow and orange. And the uh, Marianne is pink and yellow, and it gets about 30 inches, I think. Wow. And Chapel Hill Yellow is, I think they say, 16 inches for that one. It's yellow. I planted a one-gallon Miss Huff Lantana by my mother's office one year, <laughs> several years ago. And by the time she passed away, it was 10 feet high. Well, it was 8 feet high and 10 feet wide. It was enormous from that little Thank bitty one-gallon Miss Huff Lantana. Well, I did the same thing. I've got one, and I've, I've, I've got that and the black and blue salvia, mm-hmm. which both get huge. Yep. Yep, and um, and the hummingbird. Nobody thinks about hummingbirds in Lantana, but the hummingbirds like the Lantana too. Besides just the butterflies. And I think the combination of the black and blue Lantana, uh, black and blue salvia, they like that as well. Right, right. Yeah, well, yeah, they, they love it. They love it. So be sure to use them. I want to be sure that people understand there's some lantana, as Mickey pointed out, that are perennial. They come back every year. Not all lantana do. So unless, again, she said in South Florida, they all do. But the Miss Huff, 
the Marianne and the Chapel Hill Yellow are the ones that come back. The others, there are other colors too, other sizes as well. Oh, yeah. Some of the trails, some that are more erect, and they don't come back. So you look on the label and read it and know what you got because you may want a particular color, but you don't want it to come back every year, and so you use that one. Or maybe well, here, you have it, one, you want a big one, and you want to come back every year, so you get Miss Huff. Right. Well, here at Pikes, we've got them separated. We've got the the, the annual ones are with the annual stuff, and the perennial ones are over on oh. the other side, or they're on an end cap. Makes perfect, so, perfect um, sense to me. Now, tell, I, I, want you, I think we disagree about how to what to do at the end of the season, right? <laughs> you cut yours back. Is that right? I cut them back whenever they look ugly, right after the first frost, down and they you, come. You, all the way to the bottom. Yep. And I don't. Well, there we are. The difference <laughs> so of opinion is what makes That's, a horse race. We have this afternoon the Kentucky Derby. We will have a lot that, of differences of opinion there. And that shows care. you can still be friends and have different opinions, That's right? right. And so I do cut mine back. Don't have any problem cutting it back. Others swear that is the thing that killed their lantana completely, and so they wait until, like you, the springtime, right, Mickey? You wait. Yeah, I usually April. cut mine back part of the way, but I have to admit I have accidentally cut mine back, and they've come back. Yeah. So it's a tough um, land, hard to yeah, kill lantana. It is good. They're great. They're so heat tolerant. And- they're, they're great plants. Bringing all the insects as well. So just, uh, I, I agree with you. This is a great time. And don't forget, every pike location has these lantana annual as well as perennials on sale, mm-hmm. 20% off. Just tell the cashier this is a pike pick of the weekend, and they'll take the 20% off. That's right. Easy to do. And we got the butterfly class coming today. There's and we've one. also, at um, a couple more, at, um, at Lindbergh today, I'm going to be doing the hydrangea yeah, class. I knew there was a hydrangea. At, and it's at, it's at 9. And then the um, butterfly classes are at 10. Any other classes coming up in the future, Mickey? Uh, we, I know we've got a, a, a succulent class coming up in the summertime, and I think we're going to have some kids' classes this summer like we did last year. That's yeah. always fun. Yeah. So um, just hope everybody just... You know, read the emails, be sure and sign up for the Play in the Dirt Club, and you'll get, uh, we'll let you know about it. All right. So, Mickey, we've got the Lantana, the Pike Pick of the Day, 20% off of the weekend, I should say, 20% off there. Sign up for the Play in the Dirt Club and remind everybody that Pike does have a plant and designing service. They will design your landscape for you. They'll plant your landscape for you as well, which is a great thing for Pike to do, as well as every woody and shrub is guaranteed for your life. Great guarantee. That's right. So if we wanted to find the local Pike Nursery, how would we do that? At PikeNursery.com. PikeNursery.com. Have fun at the class today, Mickey. You and Ashton have fun. Bye. (laughs) We are having fun. (laughs) Celebrating again tomorrow, World Pajama Gardening Day. If you just can't quite dare to go bare today. To the phones we go. Randy is in Jasper, Georgia, and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Randy, good morning. Good morning, Walter. How you doing? What's on your roses, Randy? I've got these little black worms, and they're just starting to nibble holes in my uh, knockout roses. Yeah. They haven't bloomed yet, of course. Uh, and my wife has taken out a hit on them, and I won the contract. <laughs> do do they curl up into a little C-shape if you touch them or get close to them, Randy? Yes, they do. Aha! I know what it is. Little black worms. Yeah, they are sawfly larvae. And a sawfly is a flying insect that deposits her eggs, basically rafts into the leaf, puts her eggs there. And when they hatch out, the little black worms, they chew holes in the leaves. There are two or three different kinds of rose sawflies. It's the one you have is a green one as well. And uh, 
The easiest thing to do, I think, is either to wash them off. If you're good with a water hose, you could do that. Or you can spray them with insecticidal soap, which turns out to be the, one of the better things to do because it just scorches them. The insecticidal soap just you know burns your skin. So you get under the leaves with that, kill them that way. Either way, your wife will be happy. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, also, Walter, yeah. I've had problems with Japanese beetles yeah. in the past on my rose bushes, yeah. and I was wondering if anything that, you know, to head them off also. Man, Ashton, what can you do to head? You, they have this spore that you can put out, the um, milky spore. That's what it's called, milky spore disease. You can put it out as a powder. Yeah, and that, that's more for the grubs, but that's grubs, not going to keep yeah. the Japanese beetles from flying in. So. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of good insect sprays that's that will list Japanese beetles on the label, um, and you can spray those. Uh, and the systemics, they will work. But. Maybe so, but you know, I, again, heading them off is hard because, as Ashton said, they come in from all directions, and so putting the milky spore disease on your property doesn't really help to head off the ones on your neighbor's property. Put the put the Japanese beetle trap on your neighbor's. Yeah, give your, your neighbor neighbor's the Japanese yard. beetle trap and attract them over there. That's yeah, but I like them. That'll work. That'll work just fine. Randy, thanks All so much right. for calling. We'll see you, man. All right, thank you very much. Bye. 404. Well, don't give her the number because, again, we got too many lines filled up right now. Josh is in Ball Ground, Georgia, and joins us. Hey, Josh, good morning. Good morning, Walter. What you got, well, Josh? I'm calling... Well, I'm calling about uh, our red tips. We've got some red tip potinia, and they're they're mature. There's a row of them. They're very tightly grown together now, about 100 feet of them. But we've got a few of them that are suffering. There are three or four in the front and one in the oh, along the row yeah. that are getting the leaf spot. Yeah. And a few of them have lost most of their leaves. And I'm calling in the hopes that you can share something uh, that will help me save them. Hmm. Most of the leaves. What do you, what percentage of the leaves are gone, Josh? Um, on the ones to the front, the first couple, I would say 90, oh. 80 to 90 percent. And then there are a bunch of healthy ones in the row. And then the one in the that's within the row is probably 50 percent. The ones that have leaves on them <laughs> will probably come back and I would protect them. Any lawn, garden, landscape fungicide that's labeled for leaf spot diseases, and there's several, Immunox is one, Funginex is another. There's all sorts of, um, of lawn fungicides, landscape fungicides, I should say. Read the label and spray them to prevent and protect the leaves that are on there now. The one that 90% of the leaves are gone, Josh, you can wait and see, but it doesn't sound great for it. The main thing to remember on Fotenia is don't, prune them. If you prune them, you make them more susceptible to the leaf spot because of that nice red foliage that comes out is so terribly susceptible to the leaf spot disease. There uh -huh. are some along the expressway between Claremont Road and I guess it's Shalliford Road on the northbound side of the expressway going north on I-85 that are completely unpruned and are 30 feet tall and look gorgeous. But they've never been pruned. They don't have a bit of leaf spot on them, but that's the deal. They never got pruned. So protect the ones you have that have leaves on them as best you can. Keep your fingers crossed the ones that don't have leaves. But if you have a photenia in your landscape, all the listeners out there, don't prune them. Because if you prune them, you're going to predispose them to having the leaf spot disease. They all get one time or another if you do prune them. It's 848. Yeah, it's 848. News Talk WSB. We'll be back after this.
This is Scott Slade from Atlanta's Morning News on WSB. Our 24-hour news center delivers updates all weekend. Depend on it. We'll be here Monday morning, 4.30 till 9, for breaking news and traffic and weather every six minutes. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reed. Hey, where did we go? Days when the rains came. Down in the hollow. Playing a new game. Laughing and a running, hey, hey, skipping and a jumping in the misty morning fog. Where's the song in that? Taking the place. My heart's thumping and you. And a quick weather day brought to you by Finley Roofing. Today, a chance of thunderstorms this afternoon. A high of 82, low of 65. Probably won't rain everywhere in Atlanta today. Tomorrow, scattered showers, high of 80, low of 58 degrees. Your full weekend forecast. Comes within 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. On Lawn and Garden, we go to Victor in Atlanta, our final call of the day. Hey, Victor, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Walter. What's up, Victor? Good. I have big trees, and they're bare and really good. But the last two years, I was invaded by ants, and they were eating all of my ripe figs, and I was trying to see if there was something... I could do to avoid that this year. Now, ants, I don't think, can eat the fig itself. They get into a fig that the squirrels or birds have picked on or something that has the flesh exposed. Are you sure the ants are eating the figs or are they eating what was yeah, exposed? Yeah, I, I looked on them and they're a group of ants inside the fig just wow. eating, mm-hmm. just, they were just eating up the fig. So I think what we want to do is control the ants around the base of your fig tree. So if you, the further away from the base of the fig they are, then the less likely they are to be able to climb up the trunk and get to your figs, I guess. So Ash, uh, any garden insecticide that's labeled yeah. for use? You can use a granular, a granular, yeah. uh, uh, it's labeled for ants. And just, yeah. and just uh, the same kind of thing you would be putting on your lawn for fleas and ticks and and fire ants and that kind of thing. So just know, since this is an edible, do we have to be careful about that? It has to be labeled for edible plants as well. Well, if you're putting it around on the ground, and uh, yeah, I think you can use like a bifenthrin. Yeah, could be process or something yeah. like that. So read the label. The best advice always be to read the label. Make sure you're comfortable with what the label says for you to do. And then just sprinkle it around the yeah. base yeah. of the tree. Yeah, whatever it says on the labels, that's how you have to apply it. The label, the okay. label is the law, they say. Okay. Right. Thank you so much. Well, I, enjoy, I, I enjoy your show. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. I had a well. great fig harvest last year. Ash and I dried pints and pints and pints. I had uh, Ziploc bags full of dried figs I enjoyed throughout the winter and throughout the spring. You didn't, as well. you, didn't, you didn't call me to come over and have any I, of those. Well, I wanted my figs myself. I had a great <laughs> fig harvest. I wanted all those figs to myself. <laughs> well, remind our listeners if you don't get your questions answered today, you can go to my website, walterreeves.com. You can follow me on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Pinterest, where all we have on Pinterest action is pictures of weeds. Those and people want to know what the want weeds it, are. They, they love the weed pictures. I know. I know. <laughs> no. I put I put some of them up from my blog uh, on there too. Yeah. People always want to know what is this? What is this weed? You can see the pictures there on Pinterest. Search for my name. And I I, I have to put in a, a shout out about your website. I have used it so since we moved to Georgia ten years ago. I've used it so many times to for my own lawn and garden questions. Me too. Say about that. While you're there, you can sign up for our newsletter. And every other Thursday, every second Thursday, 
We have an email newsletter that comes out. This newsletter is chock full of good information about how to identify rose rosette disease on your roses. There's one to identify. There's a hole in a tree. I want your theories on why that tree has a hole in the middle. One theory already is this is a donut hole tree. I don't know that's a species that we're familiar with, but donut hole trees, maybe, maybe not. We don't know about that. But again, sign up for that newsletter. Every other Thursday it comes to you. It's completely free. All we want is your email and maybe your zip code so we know sort of where we're sending these things to and to get it out. It's a lot of fun because it's fun to read those or see the pictures and see exactly what people have in their landscapes. And I answer these questions reasonably accurately, I think. <laughs> While you're there, don't forget that tomorrow is Sunday. And tomorrow, what is Sunday? It's the day that the Atlanta Journal Constitution comes out. And on my Sunday edition, I like to just sit on the sofa or and sometimes out on the porch of my bench. Read the paper, enjoy the paper, pass it on sometimes to Nothing my neighbor. Better. Nothing, Nothing better. better than have a paper to read. The Sunday Atlanta Journal Constitution. Incredible, compelling, and complete. It's been a great Saturday morning here. Ashton, Ashley, Ashley Frasca screened our calls. Ashley Frasca WSB is her Twitter handle. She is a great traffic reporter. Get all the news about traffic in Atlanta. Ashley Frasca WSB. Justin Obi did a great job choosing our music this morning and made a great engineer for us in Justin's absence and uh, Jason's absence. And thanks to Ash to Ashton Ritchie, all my ashes here, to Ashton Ritchie for being with me this morning and lending his expertise about lawns and life. I had great fun, great fun celebrating and the fifteenth annual World Naked Gardening celebration Day. Celebration of World <laughs> Naked Gardening Day. Go to worldnakedgardenday.com for details. We'll be back next Saturday with another edition of You Know What? Lawn and Garden. See you then.